Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to one of the PJ's cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pals, uh, Dylan and Jimmy. And, uh... Before we get into any hockey stuff, I we've got a platform. I want to use it, so I want to talk about uh, John Doe too, because obviously Kyle Beach, deservedly so, has gotten a lot of the headlines. You know, coming out with that interview, just the courageousness that he has. But I think feel like John Doe too is getting lost just because we there's not like a face to the name. You know, we don't uh, know, know exactly who it is, but I feel like we need to give him the same you know love and support that uh Kyle Beach is getting but it's frustrating because it's been tough for me to watch hockey not because like the the on-ice product but just because the off-ice product like just it's so frustrating that the you know the NHL says hockey is for everyone but it very clearly isn't just by the actions today we saw that uh Gary Bettman or the Gary Bettman and Bill Daly in just that disastrous press conference, and they said, "Oh, we need more information to uh, to help out John Doe or whatever." And Can you tell that Gary Bettman's a lawyer? Yeah, I don't. Yes. I don't think sure already know. I can. I can. But because I don't, he I don't, treats everything like a damn court case. Yeah, I don't give a shit about his profession. The fact he has no empathy, the NHL has no empathy. Oh, it's no excuse. It's me. just a sad reason why. The, so very unfortunate. The NHL says they're not going to cooperate in helping bring John Doe to like, uh, like, like mental health, all that stuff, like, like therapy, all that stuff, and the yeah. stuff that he needs. And they they're going to defer to the Chicago Blackhawks. And this is kind of how you got into the mess in the first place. The NHL and just like all the upper management is just playing fucking hot potato right now with someone's mm-hmm. life and it's like this is nothing like to help someone out this is nothing for you guys this is a billion dollar corporation and that's probably mm-hmm. what thousands of dollars to help out John Doe to get oh, it's like nothing. therapy it's help nothing. it's pocket change for them and then we're talking they... specifically about John Doe too yeah doesn't yeah. have the yeah because they were they were a high school kid right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they if you haven't listened to the interview, like it's just yeah. Oh, John doing that Shout out to Rick Westhead again, man. Yeah, he, he just literally he stays on this. He will not let this die, and I'm so. He's literally the Will because... Chamberlain uh, meme, where it's like him with the fucking like stats across the board. Literally because no help, man. He's there doing are so there's so many like prominent hockey insiders that are not doing anything about this. I'm. I think a better word would be cowards. I like cowards. Cowards are much better. They're complicit in this. They're part of this hockey culture. I don't want to say anything wrong or also lose my pass or whatever. Like, you got to be able to (laughs) inflict the uncomfortable. And 
I'm just going to say Darren Drager today. Like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, I think it was Ken Campbell. Uh, you, did you see the stuff about Cole, Cole Caulfield? Paul like, Caulfield. Making oh, the next Paul, dude. I yeah. saw this like, an go, hour or two Paul. ago. Go, Paul. No, this is literally, literally Paul Marner 2.0. This is so yeah. annoying. I, I just want to say, um, I, well, I, I really, I should say, I'd like to um, take a moment of silence to, uh, Think about um, Cole's poor feelings um, after the Utica Comets. It wasn't even him who had the problem. It was his fault. No, you're right. It was that, yeah. And as I was saying it, I was like, that's not. The AHL acts on that quicker than the Akeem Alou stuff. And we see Kim Campbell tweeting about it. Then we see Darren Dreger saying, oh, this is unacceptable. Like, something to that effect. I don't know. And then the AHL stepped in. Yeah, the AHL stepped in. You I think they got him to delete the tweet, something like that. I don't know. I didn't read it, but either way, Whoa. the fact that no, they handle something like that and they can't even handle what's happening with Kyle Beach and John Doe too, it's just... Well, keep out you most, I think, because that was an AHL incident, you know? Yeah. Like, I've, I mean, I guess, pers- I don't know what they could do necessarily, but you can't, like... At least but just the pri- just the priorities are fucked. Just, like there's no priorities, right. there's I, no I, empathy. They can't even like they they just can't admit that they're wrong, and that's what I hate. There needs to be change. Gary Bettman needs to get the fuck out. Like I don't know what else to say. I'm tired uh, of these old white hockey men showing no empathy, just caring about business only. Gary Bettman, uh, Bill Daly, Donald Fear again. Any old rich white man, they need to get the hell out of there because I, I have no faith that anything is going to change because they haven't shown they there's no benefit out of the doubt there and it's so frustrating again i'm a straight white male like i can watch hockey with no problems but there are other people that can't they can't mm-hmm. turn off the tv or you know turn on or turn off the tv right, like, right. oh man I'm, tr- I'm trying to put it into words but like so if you can't turn off your tv that's probably a different issue <laughs> have you put consider putting rice in a, in a rice but <laughs> At the end of the day, the NHL seems to get the priority straight, and, and they won't, and they still won't because oh. they want to make money, and that's why I feel like it's hilarious that I have barely seen shutouts. Oh my god, the you know, AHL saw Drager. Drager saw the. I now see Pierce's reply. Way to go, Paul. Um, <laughs> the answer how you're not blocked, dude. That's the AHL saw the Utica tweet targeting Caulfield and made it clear to the Comets tweets like this are not appropriate. That's from Darren Drager. Um, and no, they are. They're totally appropriate. It's a joke. It's a joke. I don't know. Like, dude, you can what say whatever. These, you... Listen, what is it with these big men sports the last, like literally last night and today with Marsh staring at the Steelers bench, getting a taunting penalty. And now in the, uh, in the, uh, gentleman sport, I'm sorry. They love to do. It's the, um, what would I say? It's the barbarian sport until you hurt somebody's feelings slightly, and then it's the gentleman's sport. Because we all know how gentlemanly the locker rooms are and on the ices, of course. So, um, yeah, that's just more examples of, uh, you know, how it's I say It's like, okay, fine, you got toxic, onto that, but where's the, masculinity? Akeem, where's the Akeem Aliou stuff? Where's the helping out Kyle Beach and Don John Doe, too? I don't know, like, what, how much NHL, HL, like, because they are different, but like either way, like priorities, man. No, no, you, you. I think that's the b- biggest point. Priorities. We're seeing a lot of issues with priorities. We've seen this with the NHL, this entire thing, but now the AHL. You know, same bullshit. So it's unfortunate, but at least we can laugh at a guy named Paul. 
Wayne, I That's don't, okay. Paul. Wayne, and don't, again, Paul. Like, my you heart should out. hang out sometime. <laughs> um, you have a lot to relate to. My heart goes out to John Doe, too. Like, my love and support is with you because I know it must not be easy. Like, just Same listening here. to the interview, his mom, like, calling out Gary Bettman saying you said I have a job. I 100% agree with that. Like, and then she's like, do you want the oh. facts? She's like, I got a bunch of papers about it. And that was just, like, I couldn't listen to it. Like, I had tears oh, streamed on my face. Like, it was just awful. Like, I recommend listening to it. It's difficult, but it's absolutely necessary to listen to. It's difficult, but necessary. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but it, it'll it happen today. I'll plan to find the, uh, you know, my headspace yeah. to do it. It's something. So, um. Yeah, we're gonna have to make a hard right turn here because good. <laughs> Why don't we it's, talk about the king necessary. of all kings, Derek King? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> the mix between there Walter White and Mike from Breaking Bad. What was the other one? Ted Lasso. Yeah, apparently his kid called him. <laughs> Wait, how is he Ted Lasso? That one is it? Like I think uh... it's just a mustache and is like his, it's just his attitude he brings towards the team. I think. I need to watch that like, show still. I haven't watched Ted Lasso. I'm going to watch it with my parents. I, I promise I'd watch it with my dad when I get home this week. But, um, like, I, I, that's what I get out of that show. I feel like it's just, like, he tried to bring good vibes to a team, and it worked. And that's kind of what Derek King's doing with the Blackhawks right now. No, that's and literally what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. I know it's the offensive, struggling Nashville Predators, but if you can hold any team to 21 shots in the game, that's Dude, kind of I don't – dude, like, look at what they were doing against Nashville last year. They literally – Smoked. They would have been swept in all was it nine games or something like that? Like they won like yeah. one game and the one and they game they won three. was yeah. a four one comeback and yeah, like the fact that they were able to do this is like their first game against this team the next season. Granted, yes, Nashville's still not very good, but they weren't that good last and year. The they only got into the playoffs because of the division right now. Like the fact yeah. they got to win and play competitively, I think that yeah. it speaks a lot to Derek. King, there's like, some good energy that, that this team needs, dude. I'm not like, listen. I'm not going to argue that the Hawks deserve, you know, this, you know, this that kind of, you know, good PR. But the fans, man, I'm sorry, the fans deserve something like this, just something to be happy about. You know, it's no fans' fault that the Hawks did what they did or didn't do, but or so. You know, it's. I think that the fans do deserve to have something to, uh, I guess, medicate everyone the bullshit the Hawks have given f- us. Like on, like the coaching staff and the players deserve this, except for Tayson Kane. But you know, yeah, 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 yeah that's a whole. Like, thing. how do you think guys, especially like, Tayson, like, how do you think guys like Seth Jones and like Mark Andre Fleury feel, who like just got here, and they have to deal with Fleury all especially. This shit. Like, I feel so bad for those players, and I'm glad that, like, it seems like they're finally slowly starting to have fun on the ice again because I think we can all agree when you can tell when teams are clicking, it's when they're actually enjoying playing the sport and wanting to play for mm-hmm. each other and whatnot. And the team the team just hasn't had that for a couple no. of years now, since the bubble, I would say. And um, mm-hmm. You saw a little bit of it in the early last year, but it was, but there was also a lot of goaltending, you know, like it wasn't the same. Yeah. Like there was success, but you said it wasn't that like the word that I love that Derek King used and he was using it in the locker room. He was saying it to the players. He's like, you guys played for each other. There was unity. That's what every reporter was saying, you know, play loose, play for your instincts. Like it reminded me Mike Sullivan. um, This, this is the first thing I thought of when I heard the get loose um, comment. Um, I believe it was Crosby or Malkin uh, had mentioned when Mike Sullivan came in how 
it was the first time in years they came to the rink and they actually were like excited to get out there. You know, they were energized and everything. Uh, players aren't open about how they feel. So stuff like, you know, you mentioned it, not wanting to, not really wanting to play. Yeah. For each other. Yeah. And there's that, you don't, there are times where, you know, with any job you come in and you're like, I'm just here to do my shit. I'm not doing this because I'm enjoying it. And there's more, probably more opportunity than most people's jobs in the NHL to enjoy it, but you can lose that. And um, if Derek King is, if that's his mindset, very likely they're going to just, just be able to take a damn breath. Like you said, just enjoy it. Like, he, what, especially he the new guys. Strom, he, liked, he was honest with them. And I think that's what I like about Derek King. He's just blunt. He has a good what sense do you say about Strom? Like, he just said that, like, I like your game. You need to work on your without the puck, but I really like your game with the puck. You're strong with the puck. And then Dylan Strom said, yeah, it was nice to hear that. It was a, a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I bet for the last year, Jeremy Carlson's just like, we need you to do this. We don't like – like, I bet for the last year, Jeremy Carlson didn't even talk about how good Dylan Strom is on the puck. He just wanted him to start checking off the puck, and he probably just honed in on that idea for a good six-month period. And that, I, yeah, I, it would probably go in one ear and out the other with me too if someone's grilling me like that every day. Like, I'd be fucking pissed I too, know, dude. I feel like you got to embrace a player for what he is, you know. And says, Seriously, oh, you got to work on this. Like, no. play to your player's strengths. Yeah. Like, put people. What, we, what have we said? Put people in positions to succeed. And look what crazy. they did. Look what crazy. they did. Game one with Derek King. The top six is exactly what we said the top six should be going into the season. But literally, everybody good. said. Everyone. Um, yes. And like, I'm curious to see how they'll come out tonight mainly because they don't have Johnson or Hagel. Like, those are, like, their two biggest energy players. And Entwistle was a pretty big one, too, and I don't think he's playing tonight. Yeah, that's a rough loss. Like, I – especially because it was – Yeah. Man, that was that was a tough way to lose Entwistle. But um, yeah. I, I'm curious to see who's going to step up. Like, I know guys like Kara and Carpenter do it to, at times. But, you know, like, I oh. – guys like Riley Stillman really made a big difference last night. You could tell him being in the lineup – or not last night, Sunday night. Like, him being in the lineup, taking those minutes away – I like that Derek King already realized how to use Eric Gustafson, which is not at all. Like, how to favorite. not how to not use him even more. My so. favorite, bro. Oh I my think gosh. it was even through two periods last game. I saw for the tweet from Ben Pope, it's or Scott Powers, one of the two. They're just both so good. That no, like, but I think the top two defensemen that were being played it was Connor Murphy, then Seth Jones, and then there was like a big gap, and then Eric Gustafson, and then you go to forwards, it's like. To bring it, Kane, and then big gap, then Mike Hartman. That's how it should be, dude. Yeah. Derek King. I'm sorry, I'm reading through like Charlie. I was trying to find the strong quote. Derek King is maybe the best quote I've ever seen in this, this entire franchise. It's so refreshing because like Jeremy Colton, like this is just him as a coach. I don't know him personally, but he just seems like so uptight. You know, like yeah. Derek mm-hmm. King just feels like more loose. He feels like he just has. Fun he literally got fired for being stubborn. I don't think it's a bad yeah, assumption. I feel to make. like I hate comparing them, but I feel like there's a little bit of Mike Babcock in uh. Jeremy Colton, but at the same time, I feel like Jeremy Colton can change and like be Jeremy Colton's also not a piece of shit. So that's Jeremy awesome. Colton will yeah. find his way back to the NHL. Exactly. It's just going to be as an assistant. It's, it's going to be a gonna long be a road. Like, yeah. Jeremy, I think we we're talking about this, but you even brought up Mike Sullivan earlier. Like, he, I think he had an early uh, coaching gig, re- really young, mm-hmm. but he it didn't go too well. Really? And he had a yeah. Then he had a few oh. years in the AHL. Then he gets called up to Pittsburgh, and then obviously did went back. To no, the don't answer my same, question. How about that? Same, question. Don't worry about it. And then uh, same with Bruce Cassidy. I think he had an early coaching job, didn't work out too well a few years in the AHL, and then he's back really? in the NHL, and look what he's doing. How yeah. do I not know this stuff? It's... Oh, here's the Dylan Strom quote. Um, I just feel like it's important to the whole thing, um, just to 
you know, how everything was happening uh, all at once. He, uh, he said, my little brother got sent to the ECHL. My older brother got COVID and I wasn't playing. It was a tough couple of weeks for the family, but we got through it. Ryan's back playing. Matt got called to the AHL team and here I am. Things are looking up. That's, that's fucking awesome. Uh, that's yeah. great. It's good so for the Strom awesome. family yeah. and Dylan. Well, I guess all of them. Yeah. So yeah. He has a, he that's, has a daughter too. I don't even think she's a year old yet. Mm-hmm. No, so. no, definitely not. No, that's, Shit, it's it's just like crazy how much things can change with the honest product in so such little time. I never thought Derek King. Would I know be it's just it's just it's one game, obviously, one game. but like I'm excited to watch the game tonight. I really it's, am. It's more of honestly, even if they're losing, I don't know, man. It's just the culture change. Yeah. It's the mindset change. I'm sorry, they could go 50 for the rest of the season. I don't care, man. Like they won't. They won't go 500. No. But if, even if they just went 500, I wouldn't care because this is what you need. Like you need this kind of loose up mental, like just loosen up, you know, loosen up, just really just have fun. Enjoy yourself. You know, there's all this stress around the organization. Let yourself enjoy something. And they, it seems like he's hopefully letting them do that. I don't know. It's just nice to see positivity coming out of anything from this franchise i will take that any day of the week it just seems closer to joel quenville in my mind like Derek king is kind of just being more loose and kind of having that sense of humor you know yeah not that i'm you know big on the quenville bus right now but the things he did right you could tell was he was energetic he was fun he was a he was a player's coach with yeah he was a player's coach without being without being complacent you know, and for all the for all the um, praise that Jeremy Colleton gets for being a, a good communicator, um, there's a lot of communication that didn't happen. There's a lot of bad communication, it seems like. So I don't know, man. I, I I'm just I'm just happy that there's something good for this team, and especially for the players. I'm so glad the players like it. I'm sure that they're like. I mean, sometimes you don't know how bad you have it until it gets better. I feel like that's the situation that they're kind of in right now because as much as they blame themselves for what happened it doesn't take someone it doesn't take someone with half a brain to look at that and go yeah that's a coaching problem but i guess when you're in it when you're part of it it's you know a little bit harder to get that outside perspective so i'm just happy for the team man i'm just happy for the fucking team and I build off it that's yeah. what i that's all i have to say i don't Wait, expect I, yeah. I don't expect Derek King to be the long-term option here. I mean, if he somehow miraculously gets like 45 wins in 70 games that he coaches and gets this team to play, <laughs> give him a fucking lifetime contract, honestly. But, give him a Jack Adams, like, <laughs> yeah, at least exactly. the nomination, dude. Like, he would deserve it at that point. But I think I, I really don't see him being more. Like, hell, I think he could go back, maybe go down to Rockford or even just be an assistant coach. Like, I think that would be great. But yeah. I still think, like, they should go after Bruce Boudreaux. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, hopefully, we're like we were talking. Like Schmidt has been telling me this that like Bruce Boudreau was raving about Seth Jones. Like, wouldn't that just be awesome to have a coach mm-hmm. that like believes in Seth Jones? You know, like you, you need mm-hmm. that right now. I mean, it, that's the thing too. Like the next head coach, you have to look for specific things. Like he has to be able. Like number, one, like you said, the number one thing with the next head coach is you have to make Seth Jones work. That's the only thing that you should be focused on, in my opinion. Because <laughs> if because if he doesn't work, the whole team doesn't work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. you can't have a nine and a half million dollar anchor on this team. You have to mm-hmm. make him work. And right now, they've found a way to make Seth Jones work. We, he's doing exactly he what we all thought he was going to do. Yeah, he's doing yeah. exactly what we all thought he was going to do, and that's in a good way, not in a bad way. Like yeah. just 
he's going to have his bad nights, but the nights he looks good, he's looked really good, like like Sunday. And the guy picks up points left, right, and center for some reason, which is hilarious. I think he leads NHL defenseman in points and like assists. Assists, and he is two points away from the point lead. Wow. Nuts, dude. (laughs) Maybe if he just gets a goal or two, he's all right there. Dude, he and he hit the crossbar last game. A beautiful shot. Like, was so sick. Missed an open net in Carolina. Like, he's gonna get his eventually. And so is Taves. And that's the that's the big thing with this team too. Like, they're there's they're only getting their offense from a little bit right now. Just wait till some of these guys get off the schneid. Like, I know Kubelik's on like a little bit of a goal drought. You know how he is. He's a streaky scorer. When he gets he's going, he'll get going. Dude. Yeah. Um. John, Johnny still hasn't scored a goal yet. Like mm. I, Borgstrom being back in the lineup, I think is going to be way bigger than people realize because he was really driving offense those first couple games. When he, he was so he got damn COVID. good. Yeah, the game we were at, the Detroit game, he looked really good. And, yeah, uh, he looked good in the Islanders game. Like he, he he's had a good start to the season. And I wouldn't be I thought he would get the crack in the top six instead of Kara, but I guess they want to keep that checking line mentality. I'll oh, give yes. it. A, I'll I'll give it a. I'll go in with an open mind to that line tonight, but if that doesn't work, you got to flip him with Borgstrom or Kershaw or something. You got to throw him in, but um, or Strom even. But um, I like Strom at center right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, Hagel is a big loss for them. Like I, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. Hopefully, not too long. Um, but just looking at the numbers that he leads the team in five on five goals, I think he has four of them, and then he's. I think he's one of only a couple players that has a positive like Corsi percentage, like driving play. I think it's him and Taves. But other than who that, is that? Like, uh, Hagel. 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 Yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Literally the definition of a play driver. Yeah, he's good. And yeah, I, that's another thing. Like, Colleton barely played Kubelik, Taves, and Hagel together. And then look, when you he puts them together, it works. The first game, they're dominating. Like, <clears throat> it's, it's insane to me. Like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Hagel plays the same type of game as Brandon Sott. He's just a little smaller, I'd say. I've been he's saying, faster, dude, so it's he's like, literally. And he has the same, like, offensive ability. Like, the finishing is there for him. Like, I have sympathy for Jeremy Carlton, but at the end of the day, you made some line decisions that basically put the sword in your back. I'm sorry. Like, not putting DeBrinkett, Doc, and Kane together. Not putting Taves, Taves, Kubelik, and Hagel together. I'm going to give Derek King some more time, but get Ryan Carpenter the fuck off power play one. I'm so sick of that shit at this point. Like, I can't (laughs) even begin to describe that. That is two years in a row now we're running this shit. And I, I promise you, I've probably seen, like, three power play goals in the ice with them. And I'm not counting that bullshit one when they had when they were down, like, four on some Saturday. Like, get him off that ice. top power play. I can't. Like, I, It's so funny, dude. I don't know. No, the power play's ice cold right now. And then they put a guy who has, what, five goals in the last three years? Like, okay. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, dude. Genius. Yeah. That's why I'll give Derek King time to get make that, uh, you know, change. But, yeah. You just gotta get that. You gotta, you gotta change that. I'm sorry, Doc or Kubli could take that spot with ease, in my opinion. Yeah, the fact that Doc's not the bottom. Or Strom even. Fuck, we know what Strom can do with those four on the ice. Like mm-hmm. that was when Strom was at his best three years ago when Someone he was on that top unit. Uh huh. Seriously, I honestly uh-huh. think Dylan Strom should get a look on power play one because if they're gonna keep oh, Doc Kubli on power play two. Strong has chemistry with Taves, Kane, to bring it in that power play formation. Oh, like the only difference is Seth Jones. Having Seth Jones in your power play doesn't dead. hurt either. Borkstrom, yeah, perfect. Dude, well, and if you put Strom on the first, you can put Borkstrom in the second, you know, if need be. Yeah. 100%. Either way, Borkstrom well, needs to be uh, Borkstrom's above. definitely going to be on the second now because Hagel's out. So He needs to be Borkstrom's in somewhere. Gonna, it's, the second's probably going to be Doc, Kershev, 
uh, Kubalik and Borgstrom, I would think, or or Strom, and then they throw someone else on power play one. But like, you can't have Borgstrom or Kubalik or Kershaw not on the power play. I think that's just a waste of using that that player. That's why you have. A, that's like I get why Kershaw's in the bottom six right now, but he better has to play power play time. He, he better get to that third line soon enough. Honestly, he's you're not using the player's skill. Yeah, I was gonna say put him with like literally Strom, Kershaw, and. Uh, Whoever else you want to at that point. Yeah. Shit. I completely forgot. Yeah. He'd be in that spot. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't like if you guys watched the game on Sunday, Strom was getting mm. his looks. Like, mm-hmm. I, they put him one shift with the Brinkett and Kane just to see what happened. Strom made a perfect pass to Kane on a breakout. Like, those guys still have chemistry. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't it's know. to be, I like that it, if Derek King realizes that that's a good nuclear option, that's really good. Because that line, it, that line's not good as a consistent second line. But if you need to, if you need to score, Dude, like that is your offensive that start start that line in the O zone every time. Also, hopefully Derek King knows how to actually deploy players because that's Colleton does not know how to do that at all. So really hoping that we see something different there. Because that's yeah. been incredibly fucking frustrating. Only thing that has been consistent all year, and I still think it's extremely consistent in, with everything, is the penalty kill. The penalty kill has been extremely good this year. Uh, I yeah. I honestly really am surprised of how good that Debrinket and Doc pairing is on the penalty kill. They get more chances than the power play does usually. Like it's some hot shit. Like it's some it, NHL twenty two. It, it is. They get the puck and they get like a two on two chance shorthanded. It's an, it's unbelievable. Like if you would have told me two years ago, Doc's best asset is penalty killing, I would have never. <laughs> But it is. Doc's a fantastic penalty killer. Mm-hmm. And I just I would have never thought that. Boy in him. Just a good Albert boy. You tell him, Pierce. I'm telling you. Oh hey, if he, can, if he can be a two-way center, man, like, please, the more defensive game that, is, that the franchise center can have, the better. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I know. There's a lot to build off of this team, though. It's just, yeah. I think what another, they another positive I saw was, like, they, like, Again, like 21 shots again. There was not many high danger chances. Um, I think a big thing was is that they didn't allow. They only like allowed a couple chances off the rush. I'm pretty sure. Like, and I think that's, that's been, huge. That's I didn't get to watch it, but that's crazy. With this team, they got burned last year, and like they added Seth Started Jones, who's had too. a lot of trouble. Yeah, they obviously mm. they've had trouble with this year, and again, just to, to see that improve, that's it's it's nice to see that for a change instead of this team just like bleeding chances. Oh, yeah. you know what? It, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Trey. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's, um, at least from what I picked up on Sunday, it was almost like they were stepping into the play more. Like, they weren't being as passive and letting everyone come into the zone. I saw at least three times where a Predator was trying to take it into the neutral zone, and Riley Stillman or Seth Jones or Calvin Hahn or Connor Murphy just basically checked them into the corner and didn't let them dump the puck in, or all they could do was dump the puck in. They weren't letting them come into the uh, offensive zone with speed, which hmm. – I don't know if that's a change that Derek King told him to do, or that's just something you do when you're relaxing and work playing to your instincts, like he told him to. But th- if they do more of that, that's just that's going to result in better play as it is. Oh, yeah, hey, he gonna, he comes fun. in, they do a lot of good things. You can probably, yeah, I feel like, yeah. We're gonna find out tonight real quick because Pittsburgh trounced their ass two yeah. weeks ago. So mm-hmm. I know Flurry's gonna want his again. I hope he started. Pittsburgh tonight, has I think been too please, often, I've seen, so please like, dude. If you're gonna get a win, like yeah, yeah I need to back, so that'll be fun. <laughs> Is the game games tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Not crazy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see the final score when we get out of eternal. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching something better. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'm watching Chloe Zhao cinema. Okay, you can take your black box and shove it. <laughs> so 
this is. I can't wait till we come out to like a six-one Pittsburgh um, win. It's gonna be from fantastic. From the Anaheim Ducks, we have placed Executive Vice President and General Manager Bob Murray on administrative leave pending an ongoing investigation. Ooh, dude, I'm. I've been thinking about it lately, man. There, there's gonna be. A lot of doors are gonna be open. A lot of doors are gonna be open now. Hmm. Good. I don't know. Good on the docks for relation to, but yeah, again. Hmm? Okay, this is this is just a sign of NHL teams doing the right thing because as soon as an investigation starts, you should be put on an administrative leave, which is something the Hawks That's did what not the do. Black the Hawks should have done. Yeah, no, I'm, not only elite. that, but with Patrick Kane too. Yeah, I know. Yes. It's just yes. sign of the sign of the changes. It's slow, but it's happening. Hey, it's happening. I'm gonna focus a lot on the last part. Thank God it's happening. Yeah, Schmidt or no oh, Schmidt, yeah, you retweeted that too. Yeah, that's uh Oh boy. Wow. I don't know what Bob Murray's done to, a pretty but uh, yeah. Yeah, what is even happening? That's the thing. That's I'll get like... on the ducks for putting him on administrative leave and doing that investigation and not yeah. found out a decade later. If it's anything horrible. Oh. Yeah. What I'm worried about is, is is this something old that's coming back up? Oh, man. I don't know, but this is what's more important, guys. Nick Schmaltz is sixth in the lead in in controlled zone entries. That's the first (laughs) thing that showed up under that Bob Murray investigation. I'm like, yep, that's the NHL on its finest. (laughs) So where'd you get those numbers from, though? But uh, But zone entries. Nick Schmaltz zone entries. Take a look at this, fellas. Who posted that? This, uh, sports, lo- sports logic or something. But the fun fact about this list is there's like four Florida Panthers on it. <laughs> and one of them is Lundell, which is crazy because Lundell has like a crazy amount of defensive zone starts to start the year. Which is oh, facts. Odd. Yeah. Hold on, where are you, but yeah, where are you finding this? Where, what's the numbers? I think Rachel Dory retweeted her. Rachel Dory? Gotta, gotta love Rachel, dude. She's uh, no, it's just McKean's. It was McKean's. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Pierce got me on the Keens because of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I want to see like if Hagel's out long term. I want to see Brad, I want to see Lucas Reichel come up. Oh, got dude, a hat trick! Yes, dude, He's looking real good in the NHL. Dude, he is special. Okay, from Frank Cervelli, NHL Ducks have hired Shepard Mullen to conduct independent independent investigation into GM Bob Murray. Jeff Saul dude this is definitely something old that just came back up this is definitely something old dude well we're gonna always something out. old there's always skeletons in the closet yeah yeah because they saw the hawks get grilled until they got it until they investigated as they should it literally the took first place. rick westhead to keep pushing the story for them dude happen. rick westhead is literally like literally literally he well, is no the lebron james anything. lebron james no help that is well, rick westhead this but summer, you know what dude. no that's also katie string and then the chicago oh, yeah. guys like ben pope but like it, rick westhead was doing the heavy lift no but when it comes to like, west the, the one going on national media yeah with these interviews mm-hmm. which is why i'm giving him like him and katie strand are the most yeah. did elliot friedman do that because no i don't think so Pierre no. lebron didn't do it like no nope. here's Sarah the thing sports net like i don't know if you saw this but like this writer went to Sask- Saskatchewan and then did like a puff piece on Mike Babcock the day after we fired Collins. Like, uh, that's not a con- Sorry, can I just say something about that? I don't mean to cut you off, but like, that's not a convenience factor. That the day after we fired Collins, there's a puff piece on Mike Babcock. Mm-hmm. This- surprise, surprise. He hasn't taken responsibilities for his actions, old Whitehawk. He is, he is such fucking a loser. loser. He is a loser. I. Fucking spit in his face if I met him. In <laughs> spit in my face. Jesus. Mitch Marner. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Loser ass coach. Oh my Over God. it. There's a reason you have one playoff series win since 2013. Looks good on you. Only one but, cup with that stacked Detroit roster, and you got no no first round wins Canada. with that stacked Toronto roster too. Terrible. Like let's not act like that Toronto roster wasn't damn good every year. Couldn't get get past the first round. That maybe 2019. Just I would argue. Smoking that smoking that Babcock. 2019. They should have fucking. Yeah. Oh my God! When they lost, that that was a self-inflicted wound, and I'm pretty sure they were up in Game Six too. They they were were nothing in Game Six. (laughs) Wow! Really? Wow! And I remember Joachim Nordstrom like beat Anderson five hole from the goal. And then I remember Matthews like drilled one to get close, and then I think Marshan made it four two. And then Corelli just sniped one. Oh my God! I remember that. The Leafs great. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about Kyle Davidson because uh Schmitty, when you and I did the podcast, fuck you. Uh, Anyways, let's get forward. <laughs> last episode, I think it was like barely even half an hour after it happened, so we didn't have the press conference or more context, but it was all Kyle Davidson's like, like they, mm-hmm. they've given full autonomy to Kyle Davidson. And I've seen things like they're, Oh, the black. Bailey face looking, off. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Frank Cervelli. It's like, they're looking mm-hmm. for a new GM. And I'm like, I think they got it. I think Kyle. Davidson no, no one. daily mm-hmm. face off reported today that there are no rush to find a GM. Right? Yeah. That's why I think Kyle yeah. Davidson's going to be it. Yeah. No, I got full confidence in him right now. I don't think you fire a coat. Like you give them the power. To no, fire a coat no. And be like, no, you're not the GM. Like, at the very, yeah. I could see like uh, someone like coming in, like a president of hockey ops, say someone like Jeff Gordon to kind of help him out. But I think Kyle Davidson should be the guy. If they get Jeff Gordon to hockey ops and have him as GM, I like that. That's disgusting. Yeah. Well, at least from what we've seen of Davidson so far, what we know of his past. I want to see what Davidson's next move is right now. That's mm-hmm. my big mm-hmm. thing because I feel like once everyone gets healthy, someone's getting moved. That's just apparently the- they were looking at. He was he himself was looking at trading Strom or Godet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Godet oh, probably makes more sense than Strom just because he's cheaper. But um, mm-hmm. I, because I just think when Johnson and Hagel come back, there's no way you can knock Borstrom out of this lineup. You can't knock Kirsch. Mm-hmm. I think Kara and Carpenter have earned a spot on that fourth line. Entwistle's definitely oh. earned a spot on that. Fourth I wonder if line. they move a goalie because I've seen Soderblom's getting a lot of starts in the AHL, and Dude. I wonder if they get like dealers. I right bet now. if uh, yeah. Part of me thinks maybe like a team like the Leafs or someone who. It's like getting a little short on goalie. They might take a swing at Subban and feel like a fifth. Like, I really think oh, that's going to be... say Delia. No. <laughs> Who's going to want Colin Delia? Fucking hostile right. ghost of Toronto. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> no, I think he'd be... I think that'd be a great fit there, especially because Mrazek is just so damn on and off with his injuries. It wouldn't Even hurt to Jack have... Campbell. Like, he's, he he's does good this get. year, knock on wood. I hope he does get injured, but... They're going to need some more insurance policy and not Michael Hutchins. They're not going to fucking win, man. I swear to God. <laughs> I need that man healthy. The, the, I need that man healthy. Um, yeah, Subban, to... wouldn't you think um, Kurashev gets set down at some point? I would... That wouldn't surprise me. But like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I don't know if he's waiver eligible right now. I don't know how long uh, he's. I don't know how long it is, is until he's waiver eligible. That's interesting. Because they can't put him. Someone will take him if they put him through waivers. I'm calling. Oh, him oh, right dude! Now. Like first, yeah. I feel like that's like it's like um, uh, Alec, fucking what's his ABB, name? Guy who Alex a, yeah. Thank you, ABB. Yeah, yeah. Almost Abba. He yeah, yeah almost Abba. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. He's just, he's not, he hasn't produced, produced yet, but he's a damn good prospect who probably will. And he's too young. Sometimes. Too. He's too young of an asset to get one. Just turned 22. Like he's exactly. Like, yeah. Well, Kershev's and, like, what, 22 also? Yeah. Like same yeah, thing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't even My bad. My bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, I obviously, I, shocker. I like Kershev, but, um, I, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't done, much you know know? yeah and i think it is a young season i feel like they probably give him like up to like 20 25 games if he's still playing like this you know you do something um uh, i just i I think he'll start to heat up once he's not on the fourth line with ryan carpenter aka you know the offensive driver of the blackhawks we all know um and belt winner jujar kara um so i I think once he's away from those two once he's with strom yeah, I think he'd be I, fine. I also, like Schmidt. Yeah. I would like to think that, but he had a good look in the top six for about eight games. Didn't do a damn thing. So part yeah, of me is yeah. like, maybe he needs to go down to the AHL to get some confidence back. Oh, now, look what it's done for yeah. look what it's done for Alex Nylander, man. He's got his confidence back in the AHL from what he said in interviews. Like that's something yeah. he lost yeah. over his time in Chicago. Yeah, like, doesn't help when you're in Buffalo too. <laughs> yeah, going from Buffalo to the Chicago current Chicago these teams and that coach probably you know I'd love to see see Alex Neander with Derek King because you know where he started getting his confidence back playing with Derek King playing for Derek King so I really want to see him get called back up and I want to see what he can do with Derek King in the NHL I really want to see that uh, yeah, I want to go back silence. to Kyle Davidson just because uh, I'm. I think I said this so many times last podcast. I'm so intrigued to see what he does because I, I was listening to Thirty One Thoughts and they're like, they don't really have a, like a good a grasp on what Kyle Davidson is going to do. And again, he's in a new GM and good. Uh, yeah, good. And that's a, that's, a, that's Great. a good thing. You know, you need yes. a, you need a new direction, and I wonder. Like, do they try and go for a first round pick this year? No, like, do they try to salvage and go for? I don't know. They like, have I don't to. know. What they have I think to. they they got it. I think they got it. I think here's the thing. I think Kyle Davidson. Like, remember when they there was the? I don't know how long Kyle Davidson's been around. I, oh, he's I been. With, I think he's been with them since like right after they won the cup in 2010. I'm pretty sure. Like, he's been there for 11 years. He's been there for a while. <sighs> Glad it was a year after. Thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um. There was that um, piece uh, from, I believe, Lazarus. It was from The Athletic. It was one of the Hawksby writers talking about how um, Al McIsaac basically told Bowman to shut the fuck up when he said, hey, let's rebuild. It's 2018. We've got all these assets, and we could totally rebuild like all these other teams are doing. And Al McIsaac went, mm-mm, I don't like that. And then Bowman No, by just... me, like, great trophy. No, yeah, Al exactly. McIsaac said, we will not be here long enough to complete this rebuild. That was they what he said. said. The second they start losing, they'll get fired for all that shit. And look what happened. The second they started losing, they got fired for all that shit. It's mm. almost like he knew he was on borrowed time. Like, I'm sorry, Al McIsaac can burn hell. I'm serious. No, he's like, a oh my God. fucking, what a That's loser. A I, I don't say that a lot, but I mean that so much for Al McIsaac and John McDonald. No, dude. Like, holy and shit. Stan Bowman, too. They did, really, they uh, ruined Stan both. Bowman, I give a little bit less credit to, but, like, John McDonough and Al McIsaac specifically can die in a fucking fire. With the way yeah, they dude. talked about that case, with the way they fucking <laughs> went about it, no, I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm right with you. I'm right with you, Schmitty. No, there are some people who... They're at the top of that fucking list, especially John McDonough. Fuck him. John McDonough could have stopped all this within a fucking day, and he didn't because mm-hmm. he's fucking greedy, it's spineless, and a prick. Jesus, fucking caveman so logic. 
Sorry, I'm just so sick of that front office. Oh, it's it's all good. That's it's why all true. I'm very intrigued at what Kyle Davidson does next. And I know at least Kyle Davidson's gonna hold motherfuckers accountable. Let's just put yes. it that way. And you know, but dude, he and he was around there ever and it, they said Bowman talked to hockey ops. He talked to guys around him, and Al McIsaac was the he one to say no. Kubalik and Strom contract. But it makes you wonder. Davidson was probably one of the guys who was like, "Yeah, rebuild." Who had the like, the just like you know the general common sense to go, "Hey, we should be getting rid of assets. We should be getting picks for this. We should be you know doing what we can to rebuild this team." But like you said, greedy, spineless bullshit. They lose a little. They, they they're mediocre. They end up being terrible. Then they get fired. Well, they got fired for different reasons, but you know, um, yeah. Either way, through my head, what if the Blackhawks just like go full out Arizona Coyotes and just trade away everyone and get a bunch of first round picks? I don't think I don't they think will. The worst but... is what the worst. Oh is no, no, that works is not fucking allow them. I think they, the worst. If is... they try to trade Taze and King right now, I don't think the worst will allow. I think they'll allow them to trade mm-hmm. everyone else, but you can't trade the. Right. I don't think they. I don't think they'll allow them to right now. I just don't think they can deal with that. Much not right now. No. Again, there's no way. No. Maybe in the off season, but not <laughs> this season. I don't. I just don't see it happening. Like, I know Frank Cervalli. I know Frank yeah. dangled that off, uh, like thing on his podcast. As much as I, I just that was more his own idea. I feel like he he said it himself. Isn't like you gotta think that. Like I, he didn't say it was uh, yeah. like an actual thing going around. Did he? I don't think he did. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just speaking out, loud, thinking out loud here. It's just, no, no, no. You're, I just don't uh, think it's, I, I just don't think it's possible this year. Oh, no. If anything, it's no. next year. Yeah, because at least next year, year, yeah, next year you could be comfortable with retaining half salary. You know what I mean? You just yeah, can't do get that a king's ransom much they need. Bingo. Right, and the off season too. Like there you, you go. You retain half on Kane and give him someone a full season. You, God, you're gonna get something good back. I'm sorry, and. And as much as we don't like him off the ice, the dude still fucking got it on the ice. Oh, he's Let's one of the best guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've talked to you guys. I'm much more um, frustrated with Davis and Kane in the situation. You know, he you was the expected from Kane, but he's the appointed leader. He's the appointed leader, though. Like even if Kane was a perfect, had a clean record, he mm-hmm. wasn't a captain. He wasn't even an assistant. He was a young kid playing for that team. And for someone who was built as th- the like the the picture perfect leader you expect that's what i'm saying dude he had that he had that name going around which i mean that's not in his control not in his control at all but live up to it man live up to it when hey, you're letting great leader on the ice small human being off the ice with a ran to under so i'm saying that's yeah and yeah i've said with kane i don't the kane part seems to be a little more weird he claimed to be friends with Beach and Alu a little bit, so I'm like, I don't know, dude. That's pretty specific two players, and yeah, I'm like, I don't know about that. But Taves, I I think you got to get rid of Taves, like next this offseason. I think you got to get rid of Taves. I I don't think there's any other answer I'd give I for like it. This, I really would like to agree with that, but there's there's still this part of me that thinks there's no way they trade two franchise cornerstones. There's no oh. way, even with all this, even with all the off like. I still think Taves, at least Kane's retiring a Blackhawk. I still think that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's at least a part of them that, that this feels like their team still. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a couple of them want to go down with the ship. That's just, yeah. that's just my thought process. I get Keith's reasoning. He's a coward. But, um. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, yeah, for you to I, say I'm that, not, Dylan, I'm, that's that's true. Yeah, that, that, I'm saying that, 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 that yeah. speaks levels to what the fuck's happened over this summer. Because I was the biggest Duncan Key supporter on this on the face of this earth. 
Even when uh, this guy was complete dog shit. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. But, um, I haven't heard much yeah. from Brent Seabrook either, but. Oh, Brent yeah. Seabrook's working in the organization still, though. And he's got his contract up longer than Tapes and Canes. I feel like the second Seabrook's contract's up the books, we're going to hear something about it. I can't wait for. There's a yeah, reason we I, haven't heard from Hosey either. Oh, we why, did. Why would we? Mm, I don't think so. No, he had a statement. He had a he had a statement about it. The whole thing. I haven't heard from Patrick Sharp. No, no that uh, that's the one that I'm like, yeah, because then you think about the whole. Chris Christopher Steve. Christopher Steve's had a loud mouth about all this. I haven't heard yeah. anything. Dave Bowen deleted his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like just lack of accountability. I think we should just take away the 2010 cup, honestly. Yeah. 2013, 15. But then don't give it, don't give it to Philadelphia because that's funny. Fuck no, it's an empty <laughs> no cup. one, no one wins in 2010. Chris Paul <laughs> does not need a does not need a cup. He can he can be miserable. <laughs> what up, Michael Layton, dude? Come on, come on, right, Rockford Ice Hog legend, Michael Layton. No, the idea of giving it to the other team is always so stupid to me because it's no. like you, you know what, man? I'm sorry, but you, you didn't, didn't deserve win. anything you to didn't win. It. No, you didn't do anything to win. It's their fault. You can be. You should be mad at the other team because they took away your opportunity to be paid, to to use your opportunity to win the world's sorry world world series for the Astros. I'm thinking of the Astros Dodgers thing um, for the Dodgers and for Philadelphia in 2010. You know, I, I'm not mad at anybody if they say they won 2010, take them back. Like I totally get it either. Like if they can do it, it's like, do it, do whatever, man. Like, I don't care if you need to yeah. take away the 2010 championship, like go ahead, I guess like, it still happened. I don't care. Just take away the banner. I don't All I gotta say is it wasn't even my favorite cup run. So, I won't so 2015, yeah, no, 2013 was still my favorite. Like, 2013 and 15 were the only two that I actually watched. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't affect me, but even if you did watch it, what's more important? Yeah. Like even if, even if 2010 was my favorite run, what's more important? Dude, I was 92. I was 90. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I was, I was in sixth grade. That shit was lit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was lit as fuck, bro. I was in Chicago when they won. That shit was great. <laughs> I, I was in I, Grand Prairie, Alberta when they won their first game. I was in the house that knew that puck went in. <laughs> I was watching it all by myself when I knew the puck went in, too. Or I was, was like, Patrick Sharp was Are we also there. special? Are we also special? Mm. <laughs> I almost went to the parade, too. Crazy. I wanted to go to the parades, and then it just never worked out. I almost went to 2015. I could have seen Patrick Kane sitting there ready to throw up every second. (laughs) I love how they had to change the parade route for the second and third one. Because, like, (laughs) the first one was such a shitter. (laughs) Really? Well, yeah, they put the main thing, like, on Michigan instead of, like, yeah. So everything was two million people. Like, there was Mm -hmm. a lot. So it was there people. Crazy. There were so many people on like the polls and. I just the... I, I can't look at other championship wins for other cities the same. The only one that's come close, in my opinion, is Washington. basically, yeah, Washington was pretty close, and I was gonna say when Philly won the Super Bowl, Ooh. that one was probably the closest. You know, I've seen. It is. Yeah, the Eagles won the Super Bowl it was pretty fucking crazy. The but Washington like, parade is so good. I get it's COVID, but like I saw the Braves parade, and I was just like, man, I saw the Cubs have like five million people when they fucking won. Like, and I'm not even a <laughs> Cubs fan, and that shit's insane. Like, hey, you know what? The best, the best parade was uh, the Kings ones. The Kings ones were so no, funny. Were they? No, I mean, I mean, ironically, dude. No, yeah, Kings were, I know, were bad. They were bad. Yeah. Oh, like not even a million people. <laughs> the only good thing about Pittsburgh winning the Stanley Cup was Carter Rowney. I got to see Carter Rowney lift the cup in person because he's from oh, Grand Prairie. Oh, oh, and yeah. Trevor Daly I was say, twice. I passed the fuck out on the balcony is my favorite still. So. No, like, he's yeah. really? <laughs> he's just passed the fuck out after 
after the 2017 one. Holy Mata? Oh, yeah, bro. Well, you got to look that up. What a lightweight. What a lightweight. Because <laughs> uh, I remember when the Hawks traded like, for Mata. He's boy, that's why. Oh, yeah. When the Hawks traded for Mata, that was the first thing I remembered. I was just like, oh, we get the drunken legend. Let's go. And then he became Bobby Orr in the 2020 bubble. I remember bro. That. No, Slater Cuckoo was Bobby or Only Mata was Brad Park. That's how that shit works. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, that whole Edmonton bubble where Slater Cuckoo's doing 360s and making assists, I'm just like... I just found... Mata and Cuckoo, like, carried us for that series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would have been the best pairing. Yeah. Oh, Mata and Cuckoo is, like, one of my favorite experiences of Black Ox. It's like fans. one of the most slept on D pairings of the last, like, five years for the Hawks and how good that pairing was. I just came across... Pairing, you guys gotta hear this. I need to read this to you. This is such good podcast material. This is, um... I looked up Pittsburgh Penguins Parade, and I think... I think I came across... <laughs> this is so funny. Oh my god, this is so, so, so much hurt on this person's butt. Okay, there are <laughs> the the title is about the record crowd at the Penguins parade. That 650k number is a guesstimate. <laughs> Here we go. There are a couple. No- this is so good. There are a couple a couple of numbers that Guy Costa, the city of Pittsburgh's chief operations officer and longtime crowd estimator, would like to emphasize. Crowd oh my! Estimated. Stop! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Her sister was a no. Her sister was a witch, right? Let me reiterate: chief operations oh, officer East, and longtime You're crowd estimator would like to estimate emphasize. Number of Pittsburgh Penguins Stanley Cup championships, five. Number of arrests at Wednesday's Stanley Cup parade, zero. (laughs) Then there is one that is just a number, 650,000, also known as the number of people, a number of people the city says attended the parade. We know we didn't have a million. We know we didn't have 200,000 and we knew we had more than last year, he said Thursday. So it was a guesstimate. Estimating crowds is difficult, which is why the National Park Service has been prohibited from doing so by Congress since 1995, when it pronounced that only 400,000 had attended the Million Man March. It is a topic debated in scholarly... Ju- <laughs> scholarly These losers should have been relocated to Kansas City. Good fucking lord. They should, like, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh should be kissing the Penguins' feet for having Sidney Crosby. Those fucks should be in Kansas City right now. Oh my god. Yeah, they not only did that, but they've had Mario Lemieux and Yammer Yager. You know, it's still almost went bankrupt. Guys, with no. like, no. How do you have, like, Pierce, we need to talk about that for a second. They had Lemieux and Yager in the 90s, and by 2005, they almost sold the team. How does that happen? <laughs> how does that happen? Like, how do you colossally fuck up within a decade? I don't understand. Well, wouldn't, uh, well wouldn't basically, I have an answer. It's the anti-penguins bias in the NHL, obviously. Clearly, is they're talking about here, dude? You, I'm sending this to you guys. I'm please link it with the uh, with the podcast. <laughs> this is amazing. Like this is incredible. The Im- oh my god, who writes this stuff? I can that's see why, who that's does. That's why I love when like penguins fans try to talk shit. I'm like, pipe down, like pipe <laughs> down over there. I haven't heard the hawks. The hawks may have not televised games and like seven thousand fans in the stadium at one point. We have sure as hell never been close to relocation. No, I'll tell you that much. we sure as hell didn't have six hundred and fifty k after repeating. Was it Mark Madden? <laughs> no, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. I need to find out myself. I want you guys to guy. hear it as a surprise if it is or isn't. If you just shut up for a second, I'll tell you who the author oh. is. 
<laughs> oh, it's Anya Sostick um, of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Okay, yeah, we can't um, shit on her. <laughs> no, she's not Mark Madden. Like, if she's literally anybody that isn't Mark Madden, I don't want to poke fun. Mark like, I just think Steve the article is ridiculous. How many people are at the Pittsburgh Penguins Parade? I'll tell you when the season's over. I think we should get Pierre <laughs> McGuire to count. Pierce. <laughs> I'm just trying to do an impression of Steam Dangle doing impression of Mark Madden. Dude, no. No, I, I don't want to give her any hate, but that article is ridiculous. That article is beyond reaching, reaching. Like, it, it, that's amazing. I, fine. I'm so glad that I found I'm just it. grateful that I'm literally you. grasping at straws. I promise you, the day, <laughs> if the Bears ever win a Super Bowl in my lifetime, there's going to be like 7 million people in this parade. Oh, it's like, you thought the Cubs dude. was crazy? Dude, the Bears win. Dude, no, no. Dude, no. It's honestly. The Bulls win, honestly. I think, I I was just going to say, I think, I I I, I've thought about the Bulls, but I think the Bears. I think the Bears is just so. It's been there for decades and decades. The Bulls, it's been there since the 90s, let's be honest. Like, the The Jordan. The 85 Super Bowl team is still talked about like it's gospel. Like, I know. I, I say this every time about the Bears, and like everyone can shit on the Bears all they want, but and like everyone talks shit about them when they leave, but it's like, guess what? All you had to do was fucking win, and you would have had a statue and been a god here. That's how deprived that's the city. It's almost been. like Toronto in a way. No, I no, don't. It's so much like Toronto, bro. It's so much like Toronto. No, I've been saying like, the Bears are the Maple Leafs. We have a passer ever. Think about that. Yeah. Like, no, I've. Kind of shit, like, Justin Fields. Just saying, like, Justin wish- Fields is Austin Matthews. I don't care. I've been saying it. I'm, I'll still say it. It's so true. He is literally like they finally have like that. Is Matt like- Nagy um, Mike Babcock? God, yes. Worse, worse. He's like <laughs> at least Mike Babcock, Babcock Who had more experience. Is it Carlisle? <laughs> Horn. Mm, no, this is um. Horn Chuck. That's who it was. No. God damn. <laughs> oh, yep, that's Nagy actually. <laughs> no, Nagy is Sheldon Keefe. We no. uh, failed badly that period. Uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm bullshitting. I'm bullshitting. No, it's like no. Sheldon Keefe's actually good. He's not. No, Sheldon Keefe's an actual competent coach. No, hey, if Derek no. King could have a little bit of Sheldon Keefe in him, we're going to be just fine. That's all I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Because at least Sheldon Keefe's got an ear on the room. Like, There's Jesus. nobody. No, Jeremy Colleton's the only person that compares to Matt Nagy. And I'm not even saying that because he's Chicago bricks. sports. Just spineless, mm-hmm. just spineless, overconfident a-holes. Like, Pierce, That's did you see what happened in the Monday night game with the taunting thing? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Matt Nagy I didn't know if you wanted the... to talk about it because I don't oh, yeah, know. No, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to touch on this real quick because, first of all, the ref threw one of the best hip checks I've ever seen a ref throw in my life. Someone give him an NHL contract so he can play defense. Second of all, put him on the Blackhawks. Yeah, put him yeah, on the Jones guy's partner. Can you shoot left-handed? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Matt Nagy goes out in the interview afterwards. And I told, like, my oh, friends yeah. this after this happened. I was like, dude. I hate Matt Nagy right now, but he could go up so many notches in my book if he goes out there and defends the players and shits on the refs for how bad they are. Oh, what does he do? Oh, Doubles oh, down on the refs oh, and just fucking agrees oh, with them. The most spineless thing you can do, and I just like, I, I don't know if I texted you this, Jimmy. I think I texted Nick this. I was like, that's how you lose the fucking room. That's how you lose the fucking room. Oh, like, how you are you not going to defend your players? How are you not going to defend your players? And it's ridiculous. It's like when Colleton used to call out Seabrook and shit. Like, how are you not going to defend your players? That would <sighs> no. That was too much, man. There's the a difference least, between holding Coach your Q players accountable. Testicles. 
you know. Yeah, at least, like, at least Q would turn purple in the face for his players. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, seriously, and like, like, still one of my all-time favorite moments was when Hosa got the goal called off in Arizona like five years ago. Q oh loses God. his fucking mind on the bench, and then Hosa scores and points right at Quinball. He's like, "I got that one back for you, coach." <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't that early 2013? Uh, that was 2017 because the team was good. <laughs> team, oh, was yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember when that. The Hawks were in their phase of they weren't great, but when they were good, they dropped five goals minimum because it was chaos. Yeah, yeah, no. 2017 so, was a fun time, honestly, because it wasn't. Corey Crawford. It felt like they were still. Oh my god! It felt like they were still like things were interesting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just contention, but it was like it wasn't. It felt like they were they were a little bit before, Fine. like behind where they were before. But that made it interesting. They weren't this dominant, you know, like stack roster. Exactly, exactly. It was not even close to given. I, I love that about those, that the, team. The line of Schmaltz, Taves, and Hartman. Shut up. You're <laughs> forgetting it, about Schmaltz, Taves, Panic. Schmaltz, Taves, Panic. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Because Hartman was on the third line. <laughs> and then Kane was with the Yeah, I was playing with like Tanner Caro and Marion Hosa. Fucking shit. I can't believe Marion Hosa had... Marion Hosa had 27 goals with like Kruger and Caro as the centers for most of the year. Like, think about that. In his Kruger. last year, he almost had 30 goals. Like, Marion Hosa is so fucking... Marion Hosa could still be playing in my mind. 100%. Marion Hosa would have finished his contract with the Hawks. I guarantee yeah. that. I hate people that are like, you do really get it. No, man. Like, Marion uh, Hosa... That man, dude still had fucking shit in the tank. This team has literally have not been the same since Marion Hosa retired or, like, played his last game. Mm-hmm. And when they lost to Nashville... The and when he lost, they lost to Nashville, he was, like, one of the few players that actually looked decent. <laughs> I bet you he probably had the best... Uh, underlying yeah. numbers because he was pushing, he was driving play. He was, yeah, I, I say pushing, he was forcing Quite play up the ice. Yeah. Yeah. He That's, was forcing play up the ice. I saw it in person and it was the most frustrating thing to see him doing everything he could and his line mates just dicking around. Wait, the did you time. see game two of that series? I hate game two. Like, don't oh, even no, I no, was, no. I was right behind the Nets. Oh, man. I was no. in the 100s. I was 10 Jimmy. rows off the ice to my buddy, buddy's Jimmy, birthday. Okay. And he's like, we're going to the game Jimmy. for my birthday. I remember texting my friends after that. Steve Dangle rants ripping apart this team. Oh, dude, I was doing I was doing a live Steve Dangle rant in my like living room with my cousin. I was just like... I was like, dude, I cannot fucking believe how sorry this team is right now. Like, oh my... Like, that's that was like a little taste of just what the Hawks were gonna look like for the next five years because they got down three nothing so fucking fast in that game. Like Ryan Ellis drilled the first shot on goal, top shelf on Crawford, and I was like, it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> the amount, the, the lack of board battles. One was. Tell <laughs> me that Odia oh, shot from the defensive zone when it on running when he went. Yep, I was literally just about to say that. I was like, dude, that series is completely different if that shit goes in. And on top of that, the series is completely different if they don't call that second goal for Nashville not going in. Oh, yeah. Because I'm goal, sorry, he fucking clicked Crawford's head. Like, are you kidding? He just didn't want to call it because Nashville was a fucking dude, madhouse at the time. That's that, the only reason he didn't want to call it. That fucking series has, like, I will admit that series has, like, a little, I wouldn't call it rent-free, but I will say that. It, oh, it, it is rent-free in my head. Game two yeah. game two and three are rent-free in my head. Game four, I knew this shit was over. Yeah. But, like, game three overtime, I was like, well, we get, we're getting swept. But, like, game three, I had just that little bit of false hope because they actually looked good. 
and then they got fucked by the refs. Oh, as soon as who got the first goal, I forget. It's, Dennis you're Rasmussen, down. bro. No, 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 not not for Chicago, for Nashville. Who was it? Was, oh, it was Forsberg or Arvidsson. Yeah, I think it was four. I think it was Forsberg. Is or no. I think it was Arvidsson, and then Forsberg got the second one. Yeah, whoever Forsberg. whoever got the first goal, as soon as they got the goal, oh, I'm like, they're coming back. Who fucking cares? Shut up. Fuck both of you. Stop. No. No, it's- and it's literally like that. That was just like the – that like there were signs that the Blackhawks dynasty was slowly coming to an end. And one of them was that they couldn't hold on to a lead after two periods. They did it against St. Louis in game three, and I was just like, okay, well, they don't usually do that. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And then also they did it against Nashville, and I was like – Okay, they can't do this in the playoffs anymore. They they, they won't win. They just can't like because that was like the one thing with the Hawks that we always used to count on. Like they had like a hundred, they were one hundred twenty and zero or some shit leading after two under Quinville for the longest time. One of my favorite stats from the like guess the quote unquote dynasty area. I think they were eight and one in double OT games and beyond. That's crazy. Crazy, ridiculous. It just says something to like the stamina of the team. Like honestly, the only one they lost was against St. Louis in Game One, which they I think they won a double OT. Triple game. OT. Yeah, I think the first game was a triple OT, but then they won two other OT games anyways. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Literally. They they won the they won the OT in game four and they won the OT in game five. That was a great series against St. Louis in 2014. Yeah. Oh man. And then like you look at 2016, they didn't have Duncan Keith game one, and they still almost won. They lost one nothing and outplayed St. Louis a shit ton. Oh, they should have won. And then a shitter went off Van Reams like Yeah, State. that was just oh, like, they should have oh, I felt so bad for Trevor Van Reams. Like, I was like, fuck. So, game. speaking but, of goals, goals, Alexander Ovechkin leaving oh, yeah. the NHL in 2021. Needs to get tested for PEDs, dude. Let's let's just like let's just reminisce in this for a moment. Alex Ovechkin was picked in 2004. 17 years later, he is leading the league in goals after more than 10 games. Greatest like, goal what a fucking Russian, generational talent! Never breaks no it doesn't never ever bro never dude even being a father no nah, this gave him dad power that's all dude 21 points he is one point behind leon Connor mcdavid actually <laughs> leon dreisaitl has the point lead it doesn't that matter in edmonton thing about that goal Connor mcdavid just scored one of the best goals in nhl history and it's just like he's not even leading his own team in points <laughs> get the Guys, guys, I, listen, I don't. I have not been checking like the stat leaders as much as I want to. Let me read off the top 10 for you. Number one is Dreisaitl. Number two is McDavid. Okay. Ovechkin, mm-hmm. to, to match with his 11 goals, he has 10 assists. Very nice. Evgeny Kuznetsov, five goals, 11 assists. Look what happened when he gets it going. They, there's success around that team. Crazy how one, one of your two best centers, you know, does what he's supposed to do. Um, Kyle Connor, eight goals, eight assists. Um yeah, that's one, two, three, four, five, um, six, Kopitar. That surprised me. Fifteen. Seven is Tyler Bertuzzi with fifteen. If only he got the then shots. Troy Terry with fifteen points. On that's my right. fantasy team. He's Trust on your fantasy me, that, team. Wow, oh, dude, that I picked is... him up. I picked him up when he was on like oh, the third game of that like nine game point streak. And he literally has been fucking white hot ever since. <laughs> number nine. Oh, Svechnikov at number nine. Number 10, Ooh, very happy. <laughs> number, oh, well, before I say number 10, Lucas number 11. Raymond. Lucas Raymond, dude. Fucking <laughs> beauty. I love this guy. I love this kid. 
Oh, we did get to see that, yes. That was still the funniest thing. We show up to the game and we're like, all right, not a bad start. And then Lucas Raven just cooks Calvin DeHaan for the first goal. Lucas I was just like, oh, my God. At least we got to see greatness. Did you see Mort Sider's first goal, which was an OT? Oh, my God. It was a nasty shot, dude. Like, he just picked the spot. Detroit is going to be fucking gross. Detroit reminds me of Toronto, like, 2017. They got a lot of youth, and if their youth can keep this up. Like, Dylan and, Larkin and, and Philip Zadina are, like, afterthoughts on that team. Yeah, really that's right a now. good thing. That's yeah. a really good thing to have. Like, Pia Suter starting to put it together a little bit now. Um, yeah, Suter had a beautiful shot the other day against Vegas. Just mm-hmm. Suter's shot is so hype show. Thank like, you. He had a really good one against – he had a couple good ones against Detroit. That's probably why they signed him. He, he got a hat trick in his first stuff. game <laughs> against oh, them, dude. Absolutely. I would have I would have put him around my signing list that very fucking second. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it's crazy, man, how these things change, like, just just like that with the NHL. Like, the, I would have never – Close your eyes. I hear that too many times in my job. I'm not going to put myself through it again. I think Pierce literally, they played like the same, basically the same songs every day. They might rotate between two or three. I hear that song at least once a day. That's one of the ones I hear every day. I saw a tweet. It's like, I disagree with Bastille. I'm not beginning to be an optimist about this. <laughs> That's, the thing I feel. Seriously. That's great. Oh, man. Uh, this actually, we forgot to bring this up last podcast. Uh, Brady Kachuk got named captain for the Ottawa Senators. Good for him. I feel like that should have happened when he got the contract in the first place, but like... At least it was weird that they didn't do that. Yeah, like a double announcement. Just be like, oh, contract, oh, and captain. Exactly. Get all your PR. Yeah. But no, Sorry, for him. I'm editing my fantasy lineup before I forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's where your priorities are at. So yeah, the white right. ones. Huh? Am I wrong? <laughs> but um, I, I it's like Ottawa's got a nice little core there. They're having a rough go to start the year, but I think like it, their defense is just they're they're not there yet, and it's because their defense is still in the AHL. It's still developing. They have guys like Bernard Docker, Sanderson, like uh, who's a guy, uh, Lassie Thompson, I think is another one. Um, obviously, Brandstrom if he can put it together and get on DJ Smith's good side. If not, he'll be a blackhawk. If not, he'll be. A- I was gonna say he'll be a blackhawk. <laughs> I was gonna say he'll be a he'll be an NHL regular, and I was like, nah, he'll be a Blackhawk. Blackhawk, dude. He's getting NHL regular to me. I mean, Blackhawk. Kyle Davidson's about to make Pierre Dorian his little brother. Kyle Davidson's first move is making the Mark Stone trade look terrible. That's what I want. (laughs) Yeah, it already is. Let's make it look even worse. You're not wrong. Wait, what did they get? It's like the Eric Andre picture, but what if we made it worse? They got. They got. So they got Branstrom, they got some – their traffic was, was Sokoloff. I know that was one of them. I don't know who the other second was. I think he's making they got two seconds. debut. Yeah, he's, he's playing tonight. It's, both of them are playing tonight. I saw that. They were like, it's the Mark Stone return game. So who's – sorry, my bad. Who are the two players? It's Igor Brand- Sokolov. Yeah, Igor Sokolov and – yeah, sorry. Eric Branstrom, who else they got in the trade? Yeah. Those I are the only two things they got? I no, they got one, more. I just don't remember. Yeah, they got one more second round pick, but I that just tells picks. you how bad the trade is that I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watch the other pick be like Shane Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> might be, I, I thought it was Bernard Docker for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Docker was the first round pick. I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I thought he was the first round pick. I didn't know he was um the other guy. I'm not going to try to say that name. I did not read it. I the only heard guy, it. Which one? 
<laughs> but Igor something. Igor Sokolov. <laughs> Sokolov. I'm, like, I'm not trying to butcher that. We forgot the most important part of the uh, Bronx Stone trade when Oscar Lindbergh went the other way. This happened. Oh, you're right, dude. <laughs> I fucking dude. Remember when he was like the big ra- a guy out of Rangers camp? It was the 2015-16 season and opener, and they're like, oh, Oscar Lindbergh scoring in his first game <laughs> and <that's laughs> against the Hawks. That's the craziest thing is Mark Stone was a six-round pick. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Dude, he's, too he's too small. He's too small. Mark Stone's too small. <laughs> He's too small, guys. Come on. <laughs> He's like, I don't see why they wouldn't have loved him, dude. At the time I'm he was sorry. picked, he was perfect. He was big. He was like, he didn't have to be like, they weren't big on like skating back then. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the guys who got time. Look at Johan Franzen. Like, you had to cares? save a kitten from a tree and the NHL doesn't like when you do positive things off the ice. Facts. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, Pierre Dorian needs to get way more shit for this Mark Stone trade. How do you not, how do you only get one draft pick? And it's a second. It's not even a first. I know we did a lot of good things for Ottawa on the other trades, and I think he came out on the better end on a couple of them, mainly the Eric Carlson trade, but God, that Mark Stone trade looks well, bad. You could have got so much more. Yeah. You, you could have got Suzuki. Could have got Suzuki. So. No, but Eric Branson was the prize uh, prospect. They kind of fell ass backwards into that Carlson trade being good, too. Yeah. Like I give credit to Dorian. I, like I say, you. If you went for that player, you went for that player. That's on you. That's your Give him credit. Your credit. For Josh that's Morris. credit. I'll say that. Exactly. Oh like he that did that. Is... He did that. Um, I just, I just wonder if, um, if he, I, I wonder if he thought he was even going to be that good when he made that trade. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think that um, that was, you know, like it was not a trade made in his power. He kind of again. He'll say, "Oh call. yeah, definitely." But if he gives them mm-hmm. some truth serum, they'll be like, eh, "I don't know." About were that. you Were you really going? Game, but... Okay, cool. We got Norris. That's again. No, you didn't. I don't think you wanted Norris first. I don't think that's your first choice. And sadly, they wanted like Timo Meyer, I think, or. I can Kevin see LeBanc, that. I think. That's Maybe I think even. That's no, no, they wouldn't have wanted Hurdle because back then they were like contending or, you know, they were. Wait, Sharks were. Uh, no, I mean, like, uh, the Sharks would not have been willing to give up a guy like Hurdle. Oh, yeah, or that, that, that's why. Yeah, LeBanc yeah, always no, was the one I no. thought would go the other way, but they got Tierney and DeMello, which. Tierney's been cool. so underrated for them. I, I don't know why they haven't moved Tierney because, like, he would be a great mo- guy to move at the deadline this year. Who's going to score for them? They have plenty of guys to score. Oh, as of right now, they got like a line and a half scoring for them. Ah, uh, the yeah. Problem. That's mm-hmm. why I really think Strom going to Ottawa is going to be a thing eventually. And he, it should be for both sides, mm-hmm. dude. If they get Eric Branstrom, I'm going to be so fucking happy. Let me blast Calvin Hodge. Give me him into the sun. Give me Branstrom and Jones, please. Oh dude, my! Give me give Branstrom, me Jones and freaking. Give me more Jones. I want the second Jones back, dude. He was so good in the preseason. I want Jones squared, actually. <laughs> me, no, I've been saying that. If they don't get Branstrom, just Jones squared. That sounds like a Disney Channel show, Jones squared. You go yeah. Jones squared, you go Stillman Murphy, and then you go McKay mm-hmm. Kellogg. That's your six. And then you mm-hmm. sub Dahan in when you want to lose. Uh, Yeah, basically. I mean, Stillman or no, um, McCabe Kalinick, I really like that. Like, I feel like McCabe would probably work his way up to, like, I think McCabe Murphy might actually work now, now that Derek King's running the show. But no, it's no surprise that McCabe's best game came under Derek King and not Jeremy Colleton. What a shocker that the first game Derek King has with the team, McCabe plays well. What a shocker. What an absolute mm-hmm. shocker. Um, no, I would love, I would absolutely love to see, um, like literally, Stillman Kalinick, 
McCabe and Murphy. You can put, you can really just mix and match a lot of those players. You can put them in a blender. You really can. And it's, it's, it's great. Um, And I, I feel like they can, I feel like they have with those two lines, I feel like they have more, how do I say this? Pierce, what did you say? No, 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 no. Shmini, the thing you tweeted on Twitter, what do you attach as a web to? Uncle Pat. Hold up. That's let me the see first this. first thing I opened my Twitter channel. Let me see this. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, But just to finish that off, yeah, I think they have more liberty to put, like, like you can put a guy like, like McCabe and Kalinic out there. You can get a little more offense when you want to. You can have um, Stillman Murphy be your shutdown pairing. You can put McCabe with Murphy when you really want to shut things down, like all the way. Stillman with Jones, I like that too a lot. Man, yeah, really but, good together. I, dude, no, I, I heard nothing but good things about that. So I, I, dude, I, I feel like Riley Stillman's going to be like a really like that that trade where what was it? It was Stillman. Was Stillman part of the Borgstrom? Trade. Yep. Part of the, yeah, in the Connolly trade. Yeah, dude, that's going to end up being a great I move for I them, dude. Brett Connolly was still in this. Bro. No, and that's the only reason I still got a problem with that trade is because, like, I get why we got the, I get why we got the pieces. We have to take on Con- uh, Connolly's contract, but second this team becomes cap strapped, I'm going to look at that trade and be like, "Well, that was stupid." No, you just like, shoot that into the sun. That that contract's going to move it. somehow that's in the offseason. Stupid, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's no way that the, that contract doesn't get taken away in some in some it's form Tuesday. in the off season. It is Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> it is Tuesday, right? Um, boys, you got anything to add? You want to go to Twitter questions? Twitter questions. Oh, yeah. oh we actually have those. Yeah. Cool. Wow, I thought I'd ask that today. Look at this. Um, I want to shout out the person that asked this question at Maple Stitch. Her name is Crystal. She always listens to the show and leaves good fo- feedback. I've been meaning to shout oh, out. Oh, really? So a big shout out to Crystal. Thank yeah, you. Crystal, for shout out. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, Crystal. Oh, she has a, she has a couple you. of uh, questions for us. Uh, first one, uh, Gus will be out when uh, Kalanuk and Little Jones returns, right? Uh, <laughs> Little Jones. Every, every, <laughs> everything we've Caleb. seen so far, the way that uh, – uh, Derek King played Augustuson in the first game. All signs. Derek King is. I think Derek King's gonna love Caleb Jones too because he's just so he's so solid all around. Like and I can't had, see how a coach wouldn't love him. Well, I mean, he's got to love Kalanick because he played Kalanick a bunch in the AHL before he got called up. So yeah, I, don't think, I gotta think honestly, gonna, I would say yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Gus is going to get put on waivers. I am almost one hundred percent positive. There's optimism about the coach. Yeah, <laughs> look at this and the management and the management. Like the yeah. the fact that King is here is because of management too. Like I, there is there. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. As you say, when Gustafson leaves, you can put Caleb Jones or Kalanick <clears throat> on that power play unit, and it's just going to look way better. Do you think they move to Han at some point? Yes, they should. Like I think circumstances. If I think Davidson might actually consider it. Blast like, him into the Buffalo. Dude, I, get us future considerations. Just get the cap. no. I honestly, it that sucks, man. But you know what? Boo, boo, fucking who, man? It, it's Cry the about NHL. Getting cooked by Alex Carey to the front of the net. Oh, <laughs> Cry Jesus. plus ratio, seek a new job. Plus you got. Oh, you he's got, got a new job. He can go work in his beer company. That's fine, bro. That's fine. <laughs> Just get off my hockey team. Mm-hmm. That's kind of nice. So good for him. He's got something to do after he retires. A lot of guys don't have that. Mm-hmm. But no, I do not want to see him playing for my hockey team anymore. Please, nope. I'm good. Thank you. Bye. I, like Calvin DeHaan's awesome. Like I love his like, the person Calvin DeHaan, but just please don't play for my hockey team. Had too many injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, I, I think he'd fit better on like 
<clears throat> well, maybe just fit better. I think he'd just be a good seventh defenseman. I think he'd probably nice to get like a you know, you know, new scent. You know, I mean, there's there's like, do, oh my god, Dahan back to the island. Does he um, not fit perfectly with the, with that system, dude? Schmitty, yeah. <laughs> how do you think Keegan would feel about Calvin DeHaan going back to uh, <laughs> to Long that. Island? <laughs> yeah, hey, not they would never do it, but Char- get rid of Chara, just put him on, just sit him to. Yeah, there's no way they're gonna sit him, and they're gonna do anything like that. You sign a veteran like that, you're not letting go of them. Just no way. Um, no, I think he'd fit perfectly in the island. Like, if there's any team that he would do well with, it's got to be New York. You got to think that. Oh, awesome. no. Just I... drop him to McAvoy. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you could put about anybody next to McAvoy. <laughs> we saw it with Shara. You could put me but, next um, to McAvoy and you need to find a way to make me look. Probably. Better. Probably. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know about you guys. I think that just seeing the direction Kyle has and, like, just the – Really, just the fact that he's pushing for a new wow, direction the best this fast. Young general manager named Kyle with the last name that starts with D. Unbelievable, man! You love to see it. <laughs> well, I have said that I want the Hawks to get their Kyle Dubas, and they they have that. They literally have their Kyle Dubas right here. Here's your Except younger. He's here and he's better. Here's your younger, you know, manager that has hopefully, you know, a more, you know, I guess fresh approach. Uh, I, I've. I, before we go, I just want to remind people that we didn't get that with Carlton. Like this is oh, the true younger, yeah, gotta, fresher movement. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, fuck. Sorry. Go ahead. My bad. No, Forgot we're doing questions. Uh, uh, this is also from Crystal. Also, what are your thoughts on trading Kubalik if we don't make the playoffs? Personally, I hate the idea, yeah. but I'm not really rational about players. <laughs> no, I agree. If they can get a good trade for him, I think he's an RFA. Like, if you can get somehow, wait up to the draft, get, like, a mid-first round or late-first round pick and, like, a decent prospect, do it, or even at the trade deadline. Like, yep. if if – I feel like either way, like, even if they wait till the offseason after the draft, I still think they could find a way to trade his rights. But mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. Cause if he just, stays – if he continues to be hot and cold, you just can't – there's probably yeah, the right time to move on from just, him. And just – yeah, well, his value is high. And just looking at all the contracts that are going to be kicking in, the contracts you're going to have to sign, like – if you can yeah. get a good trade for Kubalik, you do it. Yeah, I love Kubalik, but yeah, that he's of all the guys, he's the one who's most movable for sure. Yeah, I agree. I I've yeah. been saying it. I think I've been beating that drum home since the Hawks started sucking. If they're going to start losing, Kubalik and Flurry have to be the first to go. I don't think even, even go Dylan Strom. Like if you yeah. get a good mm-hmm. trade for him as well, anyone Kubalik Strom Dahan left. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. those should be the ones that should leave. The only Kubalik Strom Dahan Flurry. Boom. There you go. The only reason I don't want to say Flair is because I don't think he's going to want to move his family. No, That's the only reason. no, he doesn't need. He doesn't deserve to have to do that either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, did he? Yeah. Just sorry. Go ahead. Next question, Pierce. Uh, of course, this is from Tate because it involves Alex Nylander. Uh, when do y'all believe? The... <laughs> Let me go get my assigned Alex Nylander puck real quick. <laughs> <laughs> over his head. When do y'all believe they will call up Nylander or Reichel if at all this season? I think Reichel gets By called Christmas. up for Nylander. By Christmas, that's a great, yeah, a great time to point out. By Christmas, I think both of them get called up by then. I think we're talking about that anyway. Just like I wonder if 
if Reichel makes the German Olympic team and then that he has like maybe a couple goals there and then it's like okay let's call him up and give him a chance I wonder if that's a possibility I don't know but I think if he definitely if he goes to the Olympic team he has to make the Hawks team I'm sorry yeah oh yeah I think Nylander's well probably the first the first of the team to get called up but he's gonna get called up before Christmas I think definitely and he should Mm -hmm. he really should it's gonna come down to if one of the skill players gets hurt I think if someone mm-hmm. like if someone like a Strom or like a Doc or something goes down for a while, you're gonna see Reichler oh, later. Yeah, yeah, knock on wood, please. But like, I'm just saying, like the, with but Hagel and Johnston it. out, there's reason they're filling the roles the way they are. You lose someone who's maybe a bit more and offensively inclined, then that's when I see Alex Nealander. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. You're not gonna replace yeah. that whistle with Alex Nealander. That's not the same type of player. That's right. no, that's oh right. no, sorry. That's the yeah, point I'm yeah. trying to make. Yeah, like you replace mm-hmm. a grinder with a grinder. You replace a skilled player with a skilled player. That's that's, yeah. that's the mindset I get. That's why if Hagel's out for a long time, I feel like they could add a play driver because I feel like they play similar games. Oh, yeah, I agree, Pierce, 100%. And also, mm-hmm. like, by then, you'll know if you're going to, like, move a guy like Strom or Goddad, so that opens up a mm-hmm. roster spot again. Like, cause, or if you're going to send a Kershev down eventually, which if he keeps it up, it probably will happen at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I, I would switch Kershev for Neilander in a heartbeat right now, I cannot believe I just said that, but I would. They're both going to get looks, though. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It's just, it's just uh, be patient because it's only game, what, 13? Yeah. The only thing I'll say, just play Strom and Gaudet. As long as King does that, I'll be happy. Just let the just see what you got there before you move him. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe get some value out of him too. Um, Pierce. Uh, the last question is from at Rafael Menezes. I don't know how to say it. I probably butchered the hell of it, but he's from Brazil. So he says, oh. who was the best number 10, Patrick Sharp or Tony Amante? Regardless, the rings of Sharpie. Cheers from Brazil. Now, this one is I love that question. I got <laughs> Sorry. I'll say this. I'm a first generation Hawks fan. Like my parents did not grow up cheering for the Blackhawks, so I did not watch Tony Amonte. And even if like I was like a couple years older, I still don't think I would have remembered like and was a Blackhawks fan. I would have remembered Tony Amonte. But <clears throat> obviously, I watched Patrick Sharp put together a lot of amazing seasons in Chicago, and he won an Olympic gold medal. But then there's part of me that's like. He was part of the mm-hmm. 2010 team, so that kind of leaves a stain on it for me. So I'll let you guys. Sharp is Dario Ovechkin. Go ahead, Shami. If I could just sell you one thing to do tonight, go watch yourself some Tony Amante highlights because this dude was special back Let me the just day. say, my... It was a lo- oh, man. My family no, no, no. loves Tony Amante. Like, we still we have, like, two Tony Amante jerseys in our house. Like, he was, he was one of the bright spots when the Hawks used to suck. Let's just put it that way. Like for I, I don't think my dad will let you finish that question, Piers. <laughs> Tony Amani all the way. <laughs> He's dude, Tony Amani is like when you talk about like you said like the dark times and like, you know, who was there. It was Daze and Amante. Mm-hmm. Amante Amante, you know. Um yeah, no Tony Amani's fucking awesome from what yeah. I've seen. It's fucking sweet, Wait, man. Was, he was there in the nineties, right? He was there in the early nineties. Sixteen goals, by the way. Nine hundred points in eleven hundred games. Didn't he go through some shit? Something? Uh, I don't know. Like, I he played in Chicago of, forever. Oh, like, I'm thinking of Theo Fleury. I'm thinking of Theo Fleury. I remember his last season in Chicago. I was like four years old. I remember going to one of the games and seeing number 10 score because it's like everyone was losing their shit. And I was like, who's oh. number 10? And then I figured it it's out. N- it's Tony goddamn Amani. Yeah. Don't forget that fucking name. Yeah. You've had a long career, too. You played from 91 to 2007. Didn't he play in Calgary at some point? Mm-hmm. That's where he ended. Really, I looked it up. No way. <laughs> pictures of Calgary. Hmm. 
He has the same trajectory as Sharp did to end his career, though, in terms of like the worst he became was like a thirty point player. Oh damn! So. Uh, you got and was it? To... It was he had injuries, didn't he? Amani. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got he left-handed from, Sharp, dude. He got traded from Chicago or from New York to Chicago the year the Rangers won the cup. Yeah, oh no! Yeah, I forgot about that. That's yeah, oh he wow he was in Chicago way longer than I thought. Yeah, his last game yeah. in Chicago was 2002. That's see, this is he was there right. during like the the mid 90s, but it was like yeah. it was past it was the right, cup it final. Was after the Savard and Chelios years, that's the, I mean Chelios was still around, but it was just like they weren't that good. Like they just Amonti. lost their talent over the years. Like it was Amani and Ronick for a little bit. I remember I've yeah, at least left, heard about then, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, That's yeah, what I then, remember. I remember Amani and Ronick. Those are the highlights I remember. And then Daze too, obviously. But like, mm-hmm. well, Daze, my dad yeah. always tells me if Daze didn't have back problems, he would have been amazing. But every Blackhawks fan from that generation, it's all I ever hear. Oh, you know, Daze, Dude, Daze, you know? Daze was wicked skill. Like he, mm-hmm. he's what people think Kirby Doc's gonna be. Like honestly, That's a great everyone, comparison. Like, every Hawks fan probably thinks Doc's Daze two point in That's terms a... of just size and skill. <laughs> Yeah, which if he could be if he could be anything like Eric Daze minus the injuries, that's a win. So yeah, oh minus the injuries, please, 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 please. It's really minus the injuries because back problems killed his career, just like hip problems killed Sharp's career. So yeah, but I would go with Tony Amante here. So if you want to, you want to, you're bored tonight. Definitely look up some Tony Amante highlights. He's well. If the Blackhawks play a crappy game tonight, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, be prepared. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, but you, you, uh, you guys are seeing Eternals tonight, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm actually like about to head to the train station as soon as we finish this oh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> All, All right. right. So we'll end it off here. It's always a pleasure doing this with you, gentlemen. Hope you enjoy your movie tonight, and I'll be watching the Hawks game. Uh, I guess we'll find Ooh. out. I think we're. Don't know why you do that to yourself, but. but uh... I, I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know why you cheer for the Leafs, so you know. Ooh, get him, get him, get him, dude! Stop, dude! Come on, dude! I love how every time we've had a Leafs fan on, they've said like, "Why do you cheer for them?" It's great. Mike Stevens was like, "I bet Jimmy's a very nice guy, but what the fuck is wrong with you?" No, I think about it all the time. Like every time I see his tweets, I'm like, "Oh, that's a good ass tweet." He called me a fucking idiot. And then Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde's still my favorite. And then Steve Dangle's like, "Why would you do this to yourself?" Adam Wilde, was, you were like, oh yeah, I liked it because they were a blue team, and Adam goes, the Lightning were right there! Dude, not even that, the Rangers, like, you could have... No, dude, you know, I've there. talked about this, when I was first getting into hockey, my brother and I, the Hawks lost in the first round of the Coyotes, we were heartbroken, um, and then we followed the Rangers run, because we were just like, oh, here's a team, like, oh, you know, we just... At least start for the Rangers, man, like, at least they... No, that's, I was texting you guys, I was, like, nice. genuinely sad, I'm like, dude, I could be having so much fun right now, watching the Rangers, you're, like, they're fun you are the meme of Squidward looking out the window and seeing, uh, Spongebob... That's exactly what I was thinking of! And then the Rangers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it would be it, SpongeBob and Patrick would be Rangers and Lightning, and I'm the Leafs, I'm the Leafs fan. But <laughs> hey, so I Blue chose teams. a team in blue that is great. The Edmonton Oilers, baby. Well, orange, I guess, depending on what yours is. You did not choose that. You inherited it from you your birthplace. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. It's like if I went, uh, the Maple Leafs had a scandal. I'm going to go be a Chicago Blackhawks fan. That's if the Hawks didn't have, you know, mm-hmm. bear with me. So actually, Pierce, in conclusion, 
You're a bully. I did indeed do it for the vine, Your Honor. Yeah. Judge. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, y'all. Peace. Tuesday.